Hi. Hello. Welcome. Have you heard the good news about the Meg 2? Again? <laughs> Again. Uh, news from this past Wait. weekend. Wait. I don't know who you are. I- oh, hi, I'm Kat or Dylan, and I use they, them pronouns. Hi, I'm Sophia, and I use she, her pronouns. And um, yet again, okay, wait a second. <laughs> I really, this is going to end up, you know, because when our podcast ends up becoming, you know, a well-known podcast, mm-hmm. somebody's going to put together, excluding our episodes that are exclusively about the mag. Mm-hmm somebody is going to have to put together a super cut of every time we've said and talked about the Meg on this podcast. Every time we've talked about the Meg on this podcast. Um, okay. Uh, this past weekend, uh, we're recording this on the 19th. Tomorrow's 4.20. Rip oh, Yahoo nice. Answers. Um. <laughs> God damn. Um, oh, wait. I don't know if we said this. When did we record our last oh uh well it doesn't matter because i was a forgetful dodo happy ramadan is oh. do you say it is I, ramadan a, i hope you have a to all of our muslim listeners out there i hope you have a reflective and thought-provoking and productive ramadan i am going off the assumption as a jewish person that ramadan is a similar holiday to yom kippur um of the month long, the month of Ramadan is similar to what we do on Yom Kippur. So I hope that it is reflective and thoughtful for those of us, those of you, us, I'm not Muslim. Um, those of you who are celebrating Ramadan, I hope that um, it is ref- refle- a time of reflection and peace for you. I, I, we should have said it last week. Yeah. I think um, last yeah. week. Uh, according we should, to Time yeah, Magazine, but, you can say, you can and should say Happy Ramadan. Great. Thank you. Um, there's there's a Time Magazine article that says how to wish someone a happy Ramadan. <laughs> Fantastic. I just know a lot of, at my school specifically, a lot of the Muslim students were very upset on the first night because of the offerings at our school's halal station were subpar and mm-hmm. um i didn't know about it until after and it it made me also upset as yeah. somebody with muslim friends who didn't know and yeah anyway should have yeah yeah what were we talking what were you telling me oh about? the meg too <laughs> um. <laughs> sorry i'm getting whiplash yeah um, okay. I, so, because of our podcast, um, my news feed <laughs> on like Google is super duper weird. It's like gluten free <laughs> recipes because that's what I Google a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, like video game news because I like video games. Rant like miscellaneous news stories that are tangentially related to uh, stories that we've read on this podcast, and then news right. about the Meg. Right. Which is to say, um, I was looking for something to read this week, and like half the headlines in my like news feed were uh, variations on the Meg Two director teases that there will be more than one giant shark in the new movie. <laughs> Spoiler alert for the Meg: there is and- more than one Meg in the Meg. Well, because um. I know our friend Jack, my friend, well, my friend Jack, he's going to be on our our special oscars episode yeah which is next next week um he hasn't we're gonna be on his podcast during shark week at in august to talk about the meg and Mm -hmm. he is specifically avoiding listening to our episode about the meg and avoiding talk about the meg which is really hard because he listens to this podcast (laughs) so sorry jack um anyway yeah um yeah so uh well what else was i gonna say i had something for today the meg 2 electric boogaloo but it's gone now oh it's patriots day today is it boston oh, it boston is. marathon um god if, if you care about that stuff 
Yeah. Anyway, you want to hear about this big new dinosaur? Absolutely. Oh, but first, you mentioned. Um, can I just say something real quick? Yeah. I am all for criticize. You mentioned uh, presidents. A while ago, I mentioned somebody I'd seen a TikTok where somebody was talking about their favorite presidents. And I said nobody should have a favorite president because they're all terrible. Fair. Oh, but the the president thing. Um, Listen, presidents are your employees. They're politicians. You need you, you should criticize them, yada, yada, yada. Don't criticize them for stuff they can't control that like the the thing that it makes of me that i'm bringing up is um so president biden has a speech impediment and when you make oh, fun of him yeah. for that oh my god it's you're just making fun of people for with ha- who have speech impediments and the people in your life who have speech impediments don't hear you making fun of the president who is a, man, a white man in power they hear you making fun of them and like yeah, he's he's he, yeah listen i get i get it i get it it's pretty funny that the president of the united states said nazi fags but like (laughs) i didn't hear about this he was trying to he was trying to talk seriously about the problems with white supremacy and he tried to say nazi flags and he stumbled and he said nazi fags which is the president said nazi fags and that's funny but don't make fun of him for it because you're just making fun of people with speech impediments listen as a as a professional dyslexic person so i get it i get it i get it can't read can't talk but i'm allowed to make fun of me for it because i'm me and i'm and as somebody who's Listen, I feel like I'm expertly qualified to talk about this right now. Mm-hmm. I make fun. I'm I make fun of me. See, doing it now. I'm making fun of not making fun of it. I'm because I think it's funny as well. But I am. I am reading, and these jokes are they they happen, and they're coming up, and they're coming out of my mouth, and we're putting them on the internet, and because they're funny, mm-hmm. and you know, I'm also hysterical, and you can laugh at those other jokes that I make too. Yeah, but. There's a difference between me doing those jokes and putting them on the internet because they're funny and then you laughing at them and somebody who is in, who is a politician trying to do their job as a politician and not trying to make jokes. It's like, I don't know if we've talked about this before, but there are, there's a comedian who I follow who has Tourette's and she talks about when she ticks and mm. she'll tick on stage and people will she'll talk about the disabled people or the neurodivergent people in her audience know that it's usually it's all part of the routine it's like she talks about having Tourette's as part of her mm-hmm. comedy and that's part of it yeah that's why she wanted I mean, to be there's a also a difference between somebody who's trying to be funny making a joke that's supposed to be funny and people yeah. being like oh like people because people always try and like analyze when uh biden flubs to make it s- seem political no like people were like oh it's a freudian slip this is the way he actually thinks no he has a speech impediment yeah he's actively replacing words as he's speaking because he's struggling with certain words yeah it's like what i it's like what i do when i read yeah and i read out loud it's like anyway i just i saw a lot of people joking about it and i get it the president did say nazi fags but like (laughs) yeah he did do a nazi fag so <laughs> that makes it sound like President Joe Biden had sex with a gay Nazi. Well, no, I can't. Um. <laughs> anyway, um, anyway, let's talk about news that is actually funny and happy, oh. and not just making fun of people. What? I'm looking at this name and who wrote this article in my brain can only think of our high school's band instructor. 
are. Um, so we teased this article last week. Mm. Um, Reaper of Death, Tyrannosaurus Discovered in Canada. I've renamed an entire country. Discovered in Canada. The scar-faced dinosaur illuminates how T-Rex and its relatives became top predators. Predators? It's going to be a rough day. It's going to be a rough day, boys and girls. Um, <laughs> uh, this one's by Maya Wei Haas and Michael Grisheko. I put an N in there. There's no N. Greshko. Greshko? Greshko. G-R-E-S-H-S-H-K-O. Greshko? That sounds like somebody... I don't want to make fun of anybody's last name, but based on what the way you said it, it sounds like somebody who's trying to come up with a fake last name. Greshko. I... Okay. Greshko. I watched a whole... I watched a video about somebody who we're going to highlight later today and the episode mm-hmm. um, about um, microaggressions and mispronouncing mm-hmm. last names and, and specifically racialized last names and yeah. specifically black and Asian last names. Mm-hmm. And I want to make it really clear <laughs> that it is really like me specifically and just dyslexic people in general um names and words that dyslexic people have not read or you know words that we've read a thousand times before i just didn't read canada correctly it's really like it's truly it is like it's not ever intentional and yeah i don't want it to ever seem i know microaggressions are you they're they're not that's the whole thing with microaggressions is that they are not intentional. They're unconscious. And a lot of bias is unconscious. Yeah. And that's the process of unlearning. And that's the process of anti-racism. But dyslexia mm-hmm. is a disability. <laughs> My brain yeah. isn't wired correctly. <laughs> um, yeah, there's Latin in this. I'm going to have to read Latin names in this. And that's just a big oofa So we'll see how that goes. Anyway, um, this is uh, Jared. That's Voris. <laughs> Sorry. Is it Voorhees? V-O-R-I-S. No, never mind. Um, this article was published in National Geographic on February 10th, 2020. So a butt-ass long time ago. <laughs> but it's still really cool. So yeah. I want to talk about it. I really can't read today because I thought this is an, it says it's an eight minute read, but I really thought this said by men read. By men read. No, no, by, and then the name is men read. Ah. Because I read the eight as the word by. Mm. My brain's not working today. It's, I'm having a three day weekend, so I haven't read anything in the last like week this is what happens when i do all of my reading for like life with a screen reader Mm -hmm. so my brain doesn't work normal anyway um jared voris is no stranger to death by early 2018 the university of calgary master's student had spent more than a year poring over bones in museum collections studying how tyrannosaurus matured from hatchlings into hulking terrors do you remember when um we read that article Go listen to that episode about um, the that that paleontology conference when they censored yes. the when they censored the 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 word bone, mm-hmm. and then it turned into a whole thing about how the the censoring software was racist. Yeah, and they were censoring Asian uh, scientists' last names because his last name was Wang. But they and, didn't censor Johnson. Yeah, rude. Anyway. Um, I wonder if they censor the name Dick. I was just thinking that. Anyway. Oh, speaking of dicks. (laughs) I read an article from the New York Times about Prince Charles. No, 
Prince Philip and his funeral where they called his funeral a dress rehearsal for the queens. <laughs> I love how and a lot of press are just done with the royal family. Yeah, I also saw something about it was something from the sun where it was like Prince Harry to rush home immediately after the funeral and then somebody quoted the tweet being like yeah man to leave event after it's done yeah man goes home after event during global pandemic to his eight month pregnant wife yeah like literally anyway um during one visit to the collection of to the collections of alberta's royal terrell museum of paleontology he noticed a cabinet with fossils he couldn't quite place. It's unfolding like a little mystery. Ooh. Now, after two years of careful research, Voris and his colleagues have identified the first of Canada's ty- tyrannosaurid... Tyrannos... Ty- tyrannosaur... Ty- you know what? I'm going to go with tyrannosaurid. To be found in 50 years. Stretching... Oh, fuck! 27 feet in length. This dinosaur named... Big boy. Hang on, I'm going to have to... Than... Thana... Thanat... Other... You know what? I'm going to put this in the chat and you can say it. Okay. Why are you (laughs) doing this to yourself is my question. I don't know why. There should be an S at the end of this. Uh, Thanatotherisides. Oh, it's Greek. Perhaps. Greek. No, Greek for reaper of death. Oh, yeah, because Thanatos is death. Therisides, I guess, is reaper of. Say it say, say Thanatotherisides. Thanatotherisides. Yeah, like Thanatos and then Therisides. Thanatotherisides. Yeah. Fuck I think. Yeah. I'm going to no, be honest. W- I only know like very basic beginner Greek, so. Thanatotherisites and then there's another there's a there's another one. De- That'll come Degrutorum. <laughs> Degrutorum. <laughs> Degrutorum. We'll get there later. Um, aged roughly roughly seventy nine point five million years. Thanatotherisites. Deg- Degrotoritum sits near the base of the Tyrannosaurus ascent into ecological domination. The unearthed skull fragments include upper and lower jaw bones, teeth, and a partial cheekbone. Sketch and a part partial cheekbone. Sketch out the early pages of how Tyrannosaurids, Tyrannos, the Tyrannosaurus Rex family. Um, that's what I'm going to say from now on. Uh, the Tyrannosaurs, Tyrannosaurs subgroup that includes, this is unintelligible, um, the subgroup that includes T-Rex rose to power and became top predators. You know this is a really about? cool article. I can't help but wonder why you did this to yourself. It's really cool. Can I, can I wonder something aloud for of just a second? had such little arms Mm -hmm. how is it because they had big faces and mouths i think they're like um vestigial what do you mean like chicken wings like they don't actually serve a purpose but because whatever they're descended from had them they have them oh see that makes sense because i don't think they do anything no. They I was about to no. say I've never seen a T-Rex do anything with their arms, but obviously. <laughs> um I've tried really I've tried to be really meticulous with identifying the features that made it unique, says Voris, who is now a PhD student at the University of Calgary. It's interesting to have the opportunity to name a species, and I'm hoping it this isn't a all downhill from here. That's can yeah, I man. just that is so cool to be a PhD student would be like, I found the new T-Rex boys. I found a new, I found a new dinosaur. Like, 
First yeah. of all, it's interesting enough when you get to name a species that's still alive. Can you imagine naming one that's like long since dead? Like you um, discovered if you old, discovered a like new old, species, old, what old, would you call old. it? That's so much pressure. I'll I'll narrow it down. It's a subspecies of rodent. Rodent? That's oh, I don't know. Okay. Um what is what is a you get to pick what it is and what you call it. Cat brain no work good though. Um for me it would be um I Wait, had something. You- oh, if I discovered a new type of fish, I would name it after Michael Phelps. Or That's after Katie very Ledecky. Good. Very good. Very, I think a Ledecky very- fish has a nice ring to it. Yeah. Ledeckius? Yeah. It's very good. Very good. Uh, scientists. Um, if-, <laughs> if I discovered something deep, deep in the ocean or like mm-hmm. deep underground... I would name it after someone who is very, very good under pressure. So not me. Um, if I found something steep under, deep, deep underwater, I would name it Big Scary. <laughs> <laughs> but do you get it? Because like good under yeah. pressure and. No, anyway. you're valid. I just the first thing that came to mind is how terrifying all those things are. No. Yeah, they're they're. F- fucking scary the ocean we've said it before the ocean is big and scary the ocean is big and scary um i'm more scared of the ocean than i am of space like mm. the space is also terrifying but i am more scared of the ocean i would rather go into space than i would into the ocean you know what i mean yes i, feel I like don't want to clarify do either deep into the ocean um, huh? Because you have been in the ocean before. Y- y- I mean, yeah. Clarify, like, because I'm going to be honest. I'd rather hop in the Atlantic. I'm yelling. I'd rather hop in the Atlantic than, like, go to the International Space Station because there's a lot of things that could go wrong. But it, when we're talking deep space versus deep ocean, I would rather go yes. into deep space. It's a good, it's a good, good to clarify deep space versus deep ocean. Um, yeah, I would much rather go, I would rather go to the ISS than to the Challenger Deep. Oh, absolutely. And I know one is a much shorter round trip journey than the other, and I'm qualified for neither. Um, mm. but, oh my God, I, um, you know what, of- I am fully qualified to go Challenger Deep, you know why? Because James Cameron is also qualified yes. to go Challenger <laughs> Deep. I'm putting it out here now. I think I'm just as qualified for sciencey shit as Christopher Nolan. Do you mean James Cameron? It, did, what did I say? <laughs> he said Christopher Nolan. Fuck. James Cameron. <laughs> you know, they're they're both white film directors. You can swap them out in, interchangeably. I mean, one of them is arguably better than the other one. Who are you about to say, though? Christopher Nolan. Okay. Yeah. It's accurate. I've seen and liked some of Christopher Nolan's movies. Which which ones? Um I I know it's like cheesy cliche, but I actually really enjoyed Inception. I thought it was fun. Oh, I like Inception. Oh, Elliot and, Page. Um, didn't he make Memento also? Yes, he Fucking did make love Memento. That movie. Yeah, I enjoyed Memento. I um, watched that. We watched that in our site class together. Yeah, we did. That was fun. Um I also enjoyed Interstellar. Oh, you're right. See, Christopher yeah. Nolan has made several movies that I enjoy. Mr. For Colin is good. And the Dark Knight trilogy, you know, two out of three ain't bad. Um, James I'm not going to say, made... listen, I'm not going to say which two out of three I think are. What What has James Cameron made other than Blue the second type The second Terminator movie. I, is that the one with the, the lesbians? That's the one where Sarah Connor is ripped as fuck i'm here for that yeah Um. that's the one where she's a fucking badass who could top me any day of the week (laughs) um i will say james cameron did make some like really really cool technology when he was trying he 
He didn't make it, but he uh, supported a studio that made some really, really cool technology when he was trying to make uh, vi- an Avatar, th- not Avatar the Last Airbender, Avatar the Blue Avatar. Eagle, uh video game. He helped oh, the, the studio video create- game. Interesting. Yeah, they didn't end up making the video game, but they did make um, some technology that was instrumental we for should- later video games. When we have, we have now officially settled on a name for our topics podcast. Yes. Which is topics bingo absolutely um and we we should put avatar the james cameron avatar as one of the topics to talk about because i have so many thoughts about that movie because i i read a paper on that movie okay can i say something that is very embarrassing about me in my life Mm -hmm. i used to love that movie for like when i was young like really when it first came out when i was little um and then i just stopped never stayed awake for the entirety of that movie that is such a valid critique of that movie. It is so long and it is very I, boring so in the middle for, part. For me, no, no, no. Sleep is not wait, 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 hang on. Hang on. But I rewatched it in my sophomore year of college mm-hmm. for a, a, a class where I was writing a, a journal on environmental films and I watched it. Because, you know, it can be classified as an environmental film. And then I watched it. When I rewatched it, I was like, oh, this movie fucking sucks. Like, Can it's got cool the tech, technology but... and the um, the effects and everything are fucking phenomenal. It looks they really so cool. hold up. They the really story? hold up. <laughs> that story it's just is... colonization 2.0. It's colonization 2.0 plus the worst version of the hero's journey I have ever seen put to film ever. It's... The, the, you don't watch and Avatar for the story. Pra- and we've you watch seen it because you're piranhas. Like, what? I said this is the worst version of the hero's journey I've ever seen in my entire life. And we've watched Piranhas. Mm. Which you ca- probably could argue there's a hero's journey somewhere in there. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> should we get back to this big dinosaur? We should get back to this big dinosaur. Um, when Tyrannosaurus first arose some 165 million years ago, that's a l- fucking long time ago, um, they weren't the tyrants they'd avent- that eventually reigned oh my God. over the Cretaceous period in Asia and North, in Asia and North America. Does the oh name Tyrannosaurus come from tyrant? Oh my God. I don't know. It- <laughs> wow. Oh my God. You know that that meme that's like I've connected the dots. Yeah. You may have actually connected the dots. I may have connected the dots. Well, because it said they they're not the tyrants yet, and then it was like Tyrannosaurus Rex, and it's like wait. No, no, no. yeah, I think you, I think you might be right. Do you want to Google that while I continue reading? Yeah, sure. You can have the typing noises this week. Um, some were downright tiny, no bigger than five feet tall, and hunted in the shadows of the ages much more massive carnivores, including bus-sized allosauroids and large-clawed megalosauroids. Cool. Dinosaurs. Um, About 80 million years ago... God, time is so weird. Because you say 80 million years ago and your brain's like, that's not a long time ago. And then um, you think about it and you're like, ah, beans, that is a long time ago. Um, These other predators faded away, giving... Yes, do you have an update? Yes. Um... Tyrannosaur come from Greek. Uh, uh, <laughs> Tyrannos meaning tyrant and Soros meaning lizard. Damn. That's so cool. Tyrannosaurus, um, tyrant way- lizard. <laughs> nice. Giving way to Tyrannosaurs. Giving Tyrannosaur- Tyrannosaurs a chance to rise to the top of the food chain and grow into giants. By 60... Hmm, by 66 million years ago, before its extinction, the infamous... T-Rex, who, as we all know, we're both doing our little, you know, homo. We're doing the T-Rex arms. The T-Rex arms, which, as we all know, all all T-Rexes were homosexuals, um, <laughs> um, grew to be up to 40 feet long and weighed, weighed more than nine tons. Um, though, I forgot how to say our new dinosaur, the uh, Reaper of Death, because mm. that's its name. Um, but not the Greek version, uh, unveiled in Cretaceous Research on January 23rd of last year. Um, of this year? No, of last year. It doesn't matter. 
doesn't seem to have been as large or hulking as T-Rex, underscoring the diversity at the top of the period's food chain. It seems like... It seems like tyrannosaurs have a dynamic evolutionary history. The University of Edinburgh's paleontologist Steve Bersate, Bersetti, Bersetti, I'll go with Bersetti, who wasn't involved in the study, says in an email, they weren't all monstrous super predators like T-Rex. They were many little subgroups that had their own domains and their own distinctive body types. Yes, we love diverse body types. Absolutely. <laughs> we love inc- inclusivity. In our dinosaurs. Body, body positivity. <laughs> body positivity. I don't want to, we're not trying to make fun of the body, body positivity movement. We are two fat people here. So like. Yeah. <laughs> right. You're comfortable with that label. Oh, yeah. I just want to double check. Okay. Just double checking. Um, yeah. We are two. We are two fat people on this podcast. And now is your comfortable reminder that fat phobia is rooted in racism. So mm-hmm. just just a reminder of that. Um, now, new subsection, hunting the reaper, because why not? Um, God, that's a huge head. There's a picture of it. It's huge. Um, have you seen that TikTok that's like, we don't know what dinosaurs look like, so let's just make them pink. And then a bunch of homophobes got really mad at it. Yes. <laughs> um, tyrannosaurs were probably where tyrannosaurs were. <laughs> Sorry, just had to reset my brain for a second. That's what it sounds like. Tyrannosaurs were probably rare in life and even rarer in fossils. Regardless, filling Filling in the group's evolutionary picture from bony remains is a challenging task. Their plant-eating peers evolved in striking variety of large neck frills and head crests that helped the animals spot their species, rivals, and potential mates. But tyrannosaurs lack these billboards. Billboard? That's an interesting adjective to use there um it's hard to tell when new species arrive in the fossil records says college of charleston paleontologist scott persons scott persons hey scott you're persons Mm. um who was not a part of the study team uh you get into the real nitty-gritty when you have to really fine-tune your taxonomic observations Every scrap of Tyrannosaurus bone holds vital clues, even those found by chance. Ah, fuck, there's always an ad. I don't want to hear it. It scares me every time. Um, Every scrap of Tyrannosaurus bone holds vital clues, even those found by chance, such as the Reaper of Death remains. John and Sandra DeGroot stumbled stumbled on on the bones in 2000. 10 as their family walked along the shoreline of southern alberta's bow river the pair contacted imagine stumbling upon dinosaur bones yeah that's wild uh the royal tyrell museum which sent paleontologists to collect the fossils and search for more to honor the family voris's team gave oh Okay, I just read it. Sorry. Gave. To honor the... F- oh! <laughs> they, um... I'll, I'll summarize because it's the, the name. It, DeGroot, DeGrootorium. They named the dinosaur after the family that found it. Oh, nice. John and Sandra DeGroot. So the, the dinosaur's name is the Reaper of Death, and then the, 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 the subname is DeGrootorium. Mm. So it's their family's name um they've been an invaluable resource vora says of the degroots it shows you we don't have to you don't have to be a paleontologist to help out in paleontology man what i wouldn't give to imagine fucking finding a dinosaur anyway um there was a dinosaur found near in the pioneer valley where i live for the next like oh my god i move out in like a month holy shit um it doesn't matter. Nearly a decade after the fossils were cleaned, cataloged, and stored, Voris and his colleagues began putting together the paleo putting putting the paleo puzzle together. 
The team focused on jawbones, which had a uniquely uniquely prominent ridges that hinted at the long-lost facial structures. The animal's cheekbones also had an oval shape in the cross-section, unlike other closely related tyrannosoids. Tyrant. It doesn't matter. Yet, in other ways, the Reaper of Death was similar to its, to its relatives, which, by all accounts, weren't friendly creatures. Tyrannosaurs' snouts are often crisscrossed with marks of long-ago scuffles with other dinosaurs, including other tyrannosaurs. The Reaper of Death is no exception. A... A... Whitish. That is not... That has to be... Yeah, hang on. Yep, whitish. Gets in fights so much that your bones are like, this, this bitch fights a lot. Okay, no, no, no. I'm looking at the word whitish, and this is not how I thought the word whitish was spelled. I don't know how my brain thought it would be spelled, but it doesn't matter. A whitish scar stretching four inches long snakes across, snakes along its upper jaw. It's a scar face, Pearson said. Person says, man, imagine being called Scarface. You know, Scarface <laughs> dinosaur. Um, How badass do you have to be to be a dinosaur who's known for having a scar? That's pretty cool. Um, Tyrannosaurus territory. Tyrannosaur territory. The fossil provides a deeper look into the diversity of North American, North America's tyrannosaurs, which lived and died along with along western shorelines of the mighty inland ocean that stretched from the Arctic ocean to the gulf of mexico man continents are fucking weird buck wild anyway um the reaper of death hails from the understudied rock formation and it's nine 79.5 million years old and at 79 yes 79.5 million years old the fossil provides clues into how early tyrannosaurids evolved into giants. It's, it's the oldest known tyrannosaurid from the northern, northerly North America, says study co-author Darla Zelensky. Zelen, Zel, a paleontologist at the University of Calgary and Voris's doctoral advisor. Man, how do people even get into paleontology? Do you study geography, geology as an undergraduate? That's probably how. I don't know. With the addition of the Reaper of Death, tyrannosaurs from the western U.S. and Canada appear to form two distinct lineages, a northern group with long, deep snouts and a southern group with shorter, bull-like snouts. Perhaps this division reflects two distinct feeding strategies, each shaped by the region's varying prey and environment. While it's unclear what's driving this pattern in North America, one possibility is the size of their prey. The large-bodied Asian tyrannosaur group that eventually yielded T-Rex lived alongside huge plant-eating dinosaurs, including the long-necked steropods. Right? Steropods. Yes, steropod sounds right. Um, yeah. Sorry, I've been I've been on Google Images looking at pictures of Reaper of Death dinosaurs, and there's lots of very cool artist renditions. Um, and I clicked on one to get a better look at it, and I found out that there's a fandom wiki for dinosaurs. Huh? We'll get to that in a minute. Um, it's possible that these tyrannosaurs reached monumentous size, reached monumentous size to more effectively take down such titanic prey. There is much more, there's much left to learn about this tantalizing pattern. Many gaps also linger in Tyrannosaurus fossil records, especially for the Reaper of Death. Aside from this, from one small jaw fragment found at another Albertan site in 2018, the Bow River bones are the only fossils of this predator. Return expeditions to this site where the DeGroote spotted the Reaper of Death didn't turn up any more bones, and recent flooding may have washed away whatever else remains. If Voris has, if Voris has his way, more speci- specimens will join the ranks. 
he has plans of exploring the same rock formations in other the same rock formation in other parts of southern Alberta in hopes of finding an additional reaper of death bones. Voris doesn't fear the reaper. If anything, he loves it. Nice. Wow, the next article that's under here is the hidden world of whale culture. I'm just on the dino.wikia.org, which is, it's not actually a fandom wiki, but it uses wikia, which is the host for a lot of fandom yeah. wikis. And it's just informa- like a community-run in- information about dinosaurs, which, you know, not necessarily um, dinosaur. But there are, there is a page amongst, there's like, sty styracosaurus tyrannosaurus parasaurolophus littlefoot no you know from the land before time <laughs> wait say that again littlefoot from the land before time oh so there's oh, like I love there's land like before time actual i guess there's actual dinosaurs and then fictional dinosaurs as like two different subsections but it's got like the trending pages and it's like tyrannosaurus parasaurolophus littlefoot (laughs) (laughs) that's hilarious that's that's very very good um i okay i was dinosaurs one of the things that I was upset? I can't remember if it was me or somebody I went to preschool with who was obsessed with dinosaurs. Do you ever get that when you're, you know, because you're yeah. young, you're like you're, you're four little, or five. and you're like, is that was that me? Was that me or was that somebody? Because I only else? remember because... it secondhand, kind of. Yeah, because oh. I know, I know dinosaurs were a topic of conversation a lot. And I remember, you know, I don't think it was me because I remember not enjoying it. Um, I remember being an, I remember being annoyed that dinosaurs kept coming up sometimes. And I was just like, oh, my God, talk about something else. But dinosaurs are really cool. And I did land before time. Yeah. Can I make a can I make another confession? Mm-hmm. This has been a confessions heavy episode. Um, Some of which are going to be cut out for time. <laughs> um. I don't I have not seen all of the original Jurassic Park. Um I really like that movie. I I had to watch I I didn't watch it until I was in college. I had to watch it for class when I watched it huh. for the first time and I really liked it. Um I really okay. like you as as established by when we were talking about Avatar. I'm really fascinated by film technology. Um I've and- seen the like you know, I can't even say that much. I've watched a lot of the Jeff Goldblum parts of that movie. Yeah. Um, one, and the Lord My Dern favorite thing about Jurassic movie. Park was they, they, they knew that um, CG was gonna... They were like... Basically, they were like, anything we do with computers right now is gonna look like shit in a couple years. So they just made a fuck ton of dinosaur puppets. Like, that most of the dinosaurs so, are puppets. See, okay. It's really smart. That's very smart. And that's why it holds up so well, because, because so many of the effects are, like, practical. Um, but when they do, do you know use I, CG, do you they know make I, it into, like, the epitome of 90s tech. So it really... So they use a lot of CG. Out. Well, yeah, they use a lot of CG for the characters to look at, for, like, dinosaur models or whatever. So you're basically... So by con- by contrast to the CG stuff, the puppet dinosaurs look even more realistic interesting it's really really cool interesting um i feel like now that we've settled on having a topics podcast where we can talk about all of our nerd shit yeah we're gonna be able to cut down a lot on our other goofy shit which i don't know if it's a good thing one of what sorry um so there's there's a hill across the street from me um and there i watched a a baseball come around the corner and start rolling <laughs> down the hill and a man came chasing after it and he got right up on it and he went to he he like oh no bent down to pick it up and missed and just <gasps> stood there looking so dejected before running after it again oh man um, um well cuz i was going to say one of the things that i'm really 
I guess not disappointed in, but like something that has, no, I guess I am disappointed in that a lot of movies and media has moved away from is using practical effects. And I miss practical effects a lot. And especially with things like dinosaurs, because I don't remember if Jurassic World used any dinosaurs, like real one, like, or puppets. They didn't really, no, they did a lot more with CG. And I feel like it, I feel like it kind of shows, because it also yeah. enhances performances, because when um, you talk about, like, yeah, I'll talk about The Mandalorian for just a, just a wee second, because when you talk about Baby Yoda, most of the time we see Baby Yoda... It's well, a puppet. They, they so the way so the way they did this the way they did it is they they made a puppet for all of the times he's sitting or in somebody's arms or lying down or doing anything like that and then when they went for all of the scenes where he's walking or standing or doing anything like that they it's a CG it's CG but mm. they did the CG animation based on the puppet they made and how the puppet would move Mm -hmm. so the cg version of baby yoda looks like how the puppet would move and react so Mm -hmm. that is the way you do an adaptation i think it's really cool but like anyway um should we go into the middle bit we can go into the middle bit we i don't know how much of how much of what we just talked about you kept in i'm probably gonna i'm gonna start um if a tangent is relevant and funny to what we're talking about i'm gonna keep it but what i'm uh programming note i'm gonna probably start uh cutting some of our longer tangents that don't actually relate to anything um for social media like just cutting cutting them out of the episodes but saving them for like oh nice social media Good. Pl- that's a great plan. Okay. I have two things. Mm-hmm. Two things I want to talk about. First one is a charity I want to highlight um, that you should donate to. Um, there are, they have a GoFundMe. Uh, it's the GoFundMe. If you just Google We Do People GoFundMe, um, they are a black organization. Uh, for young leaders and educators and this summer they are trying to fundraise five hundred thousand dollars they are currently at one hundred fifty eight thousand sixty one dollars to go to all 50 state 50 states in the u.s to go into black neighborhoods for education um, and activism organize organizing and leadership programs so uh, if you are able to donate and have the means to do so, donate. And if not, you can go to their GoFundMe and share their GoFundMe. Uh, tweet about it. Talk about it. That's uh, what Can we're you doing. say it one more time and spell it, please? Uh, we da people, W-E space D-A people, P-E-O-P-L-E. Okay. I just wanted to, because you, you kind of, you said it quickly the first time and I wanted oh, to. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> And then the other person I want to talk about is, her name is Temi Tokpe Abisoye, um, and she goes by Tope Abisoye, T-O-P-E-A-B-I-S-O-Y-E on TikTok, or at live, or at liveauthentic underscore on TikTok, and I believe she's the same on Instagram. And she also has a YouTube page that's uh, her name, mm-hmm. which is Tope Abasoye. And she is a black content creator who talks about racism and race and allyship. And she is just taught me a lot about being not only a better ally, a better accomplice, if that's the word you want to use, um, but also a better person in general. And I cannot recommend enough going and checking her page out. Uh, yeah, and I reached out to her yesterday to ask if we could 
talk about her and share one of her TikToks and her YouTube page on our Twitter. So you can head over to our twi- our Twitter, HYHTGN Podcast on Twitter to see some of her TikToks and we'll link to our her YouTube page there as well to check her out. And the same with the We Do People GoFundMe. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah. Um Yeah. And if you can, if you have social media, share her around, share we to people around uh boost black creators content. Yeah. yeah. Do what you can. Um we all we all know it here. Black Lives Matter. Yeah. So Black Lives Matter. Oh my goodness. My brain is just stopped. <laughs> Drink water. Oh, yeah. Drink water. Mine's tea today, actually. <gasps> Drink water. You literally need it to survive. Um, yeah. Um, you can find links to articles, which we need to put in the Discord. Um, uh, links to, to articles and things we talk about in the show on our Twitter at HYHTGN Podcast. Um, if you want to follow us elsewhere, it's at tangents only on Twitter, um, for information about our upcoming podcasts, um, email us HYHTGN podcast at Gmail or tangents only at Gmail. Yeah. Um, rate and review us on iTunes, all that other stuff, you know, the, the like, comment and subscribe, you know, Um, all that stuff. Oh, you have an article this week. Oh, boy, do I ever have a little article for you. Oh, my God. Are you ready? Perhaps. Mystery tree beast turns out to be a croissant. Yeah, nope, that's it. We can't talk about it. <laughs> well, I, I do have something more because Mark Hamill, Mark Hamill tweeted about this, which is how I found out about it. Oh, that's it. very important. Um, animal spotted lurking in tree in Krakow. In fact, a croissant. And then Mark Hamill said, real mystery remains. How is the croissant able to climb up that high? I mean, he's not wrong. So... There you go. Um, That's all you get this week. Yeah. From me. Um, Are you ready for... So I have taken to getting two articles, uh, long and a short, basically, or kind of one that's more serious and emotional and one that's just kind of there, you know? Wow, you're doing doing so much work. Well, the thing is, I will... So what happens is every week I go, or like a couple times a week depending on if I can find stuff. I go through my news feed wow, my, and I go speaking through of, the New York Times. doing a lot of work, mm-hmm. my computer, my computer fan just kicked on and it's... Um, oh, but um, basically I just open new tabs with different articles all the time. I have so many articles just open on my phone at a given time. Uh, including dogs can have a little charcuterie as a treat. Do you not save them and like, do you not bookmark them and, and nope. save them? I just keep them open in a tab on my phone. What um, happens if you're, see, my worry is that like my, my browser is going to like crash or something and then I'll lose I've never all had them. less than 50 tabs open in Chrome on my phone. Anxiety. Um, that gives me anxiety. Um, most of them are fanfic at a given time. Anyway, so I have a serious article that I'm going to bring to us next week. They're not serious, but like, you know what I mean? See, here's my thing with fanfiction. All of the fanfiction I read has smut in it, so I read it in private browsers. I I mean, I I read smut, but like mostly I read... It's not all... It's not only... It's not only Mm. smut. I want to make that very clear to my parents who might be listening, but... It it happens to have smut in it. 
I'm currently, listen, I am currently, I currently have a hyperfixation with uh, The Falcon and Winter Soldier because it's amazing and you should watch it. And um, I'm not saying I wasn't a Sam Bucky shipper before the most recent episode, but boy, oh boy, am I now. I don't watch Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but I have been reading Falcon and the Winter Soldier fanfic because sometimes they bring Peter into it. And I basically, I have, I have, a, I have a um, window in the Chrome app on my phone that has 57 tabs open in that window. And they are all Spider-Man fanfic. <laughs> Oh boy, you're you're so valid. Anyway, um, um, so I have an article that I'm saving for next week, um, because it's gonna take some time, and we already did, we we did a big article, so I've got a little yeah. article. I'll um, find a little article for next week. Sounds good. Um, okay, uh, this article comes to us from Screen Rant. Um, it is in the TLDR section, so you know Wait, it's gonna did be. Did you finish telling me about the Meg Two? Oh. The, it was just that there there's apparently going to be multiple oh. giant sharks. Right. You did. Um, this is from Screen Rant. It's from the TLDR section. This article is by Roxy Pell, which is a great name. That's a fantastic um, name. Rocky Horror That's Picture- a name. Listen, that's a name that could be like you could have a s- series of detective novels about. Absolutely. Roxy um, Pell solves murder on the train to some so i don't know there's lots of murders on trains True. for some reason um rocky horror picture show has been playing in an empty theater for 54 weeks oh my god <laughs> i so i don't know if you know this about me but when i was in college i was in my school's rocky horror I shadow know this club. about you rocky horror shadow cast I have been obsessed with Rocky Horror since I turned 18 and my sister took me to a midnight showing in Boston. Um, I love it. I love the callbacks. I love the culture. I recognize that there's a lot of elements of Rocky Horror that are deeply problematic, but I love how transformative it is. And I could spend ages talking about like the importance of like fan interaction as a form of evolution of canon. Um <laughs> I've written several papers about Rocky Horror. I don't know if you can tell that from the everything about me. Um, you need to take me to see it again because I did not appreciate it when we went to go. And we were late. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show has been playing in an empty theater for 54 weeks. A theater in Portland, Oregon has screened Rocky Horror Picture Show um, nightly, Jesus Christ, for 43 years. I thought it was weekly for 43 years because that makes sense. But nightly... For 43 years. Due to COVID-19, the movie played to an empty room for the past year. Should we just keep it on loop? I think they, they they like, set it up to play to keep up with the tradition. Oh, that's fun. Um, I would like, if I may, to take you on a strange journey. That's a line from the movie. No, I Um, know. That, I, that that was, of- I was the criminologist twice, three, three times. Um, so that was my line. Um, uh, the aforementioned quote can be attributed to the narrative of a 1975 musical film, a criminologist who recounts the surreal journey of a straight-laced couple who take refuge in an a- alien mad scientist's castle. The campy theatrical spectacular was written by Richard O'Brien and Jim Sharman, directed by Sharman, and produced by Lou Adler and Michael White in 1975. Um, as its name would suggest, Rocky Horror has the plot of a, f- of a horror movie, but its fantastical costumes and exuberant musical performances leave viewers with a feeling of wonderment rather than fear. Um, basically, this, this article is summarizing the movie. If you are not familiar with Rocky Horror, I would highly recommend you wait until it's safe to do so and then go see a performance of it. Um, because that is... I, I had a sci-fi professor... And for his class, I wrote a paper on Rocky Horror, and so he watched the movie so he could appreciate my paper, um, and he just watched it alone in his house. Oh, no. And you cannot watch Rocky Horror by yourself. You must watch it. Like, it's a movie, but it's also, the, but the um, the reason that it's still playing 43 years later in this theater in Oregon is that people have 
if you're not familiar the fan people have um callbacks and they interact with the movie so there's like it's a conversation between the audience and the movie basically um yeah it's you know what fuck it i'm about to graduate um this is super super niche um the school that i go to you know what i can do this without that no maybe i can't um the school that i go to is mount holyoke um and dirty dancing the main character of dirty dancing baby is going to mount holyoke in the fall so every year for orientation except this year um we gather in the big amphitheater and watch dirty dancing and there are very specific moments during the movie that are always big of course the baby's going to mount holyoke in the fall and when she gets lifted down thing you know the classic parts and nobody puts baby in the corner but at one point she goes to a party and she carries a watermelon like that's a very big deal for everybody and um her I've sister's weird dancing you haven't i have not i'll watch it with you at some point we have to we have to watch dirty dancing or at some point i'll bring you to mount holyoke and you can watch it there because it's fucking insane Mm -hmm. um (laughs) or um baby's sister's weird fish pants that have a fish right on the vagina like great excellent um it's it's there's so many little things and the fact that her baby's actual name is Frances and she's named after Frances Perkins who's a Mount Holyoke alumni and the first ever female member of the presidential of a president's cabinet she was the she was a member of FDR's cabinet during the New Deal like there's a lot of little things but it's like it's all about it's it's the first night after move-in and oh nice everybody everybody it's just like the way people new first years are welcomed onto campus by all the people who are there um the thing about rocky horror is um my freshman year i was a transylvanian which is basically just an extra the chorus slash extras slash um stagehands um because the transylvanians basically do everything that the main characters don't do um which includes uh being in charge of yelling the callbacks to make sure that the audience knows not necessarily which callbacks to say but like what the official call quote-unquote official callbacks are um this isn't like important for the like really dumb silly ones but it is like uh the reason that we have it is because there's a lot of prob uh there's a lot of callbacks that are problematic that people know so we try and reinforce less problematic ones that we yell instead of those um anyway Oh, where I was like, where was I going with this? I memorized all the callbacks my freshman year. Um, and then because of that, I have the entire script for the movie rep- memorized because that's how many callbacks there are. God damn. Um, anyway, um, the Oregonian reports that one theater has kept up the tradition regardless of audience participation. Sorry. Regardless of audience participation. Just. Just a lame little joke. Um, Clinton Street <laughs> Theater, a Portland, Oregon-based cinema, has screened the Rocky Horror Picture Show for 43 years running and maintained its streak for the f- f- goodness maintained its streak for 54 weeks throughout the horrors of this past year. The theater has held a rep- repertory screening of Rocky Horror every Saturday since 1987. Nope, 1978. There we go. Which is one of the earlier places to start doing it. In case you were wondering, Shadowcast got popular in '79. Um, that's not from the article. That's something Your I know. Plethora of knowledge is um, astonishing. Um, the theater has held held a repertory screening of Rocky Horror every Saturday since 1978, accompanied by a Shadowcast. Other theaters also stage the same rituals, which began in Greenwich Village, New York City, shortly after the film premiered. But Clinton Street's popular event frequently attracts out of town visitors. I want to go to this. Um, The establishment shut its doors on March 15th, 2020, in order to slow the spread of coronavirus. Uh, Nathan Williams, who serves as the MC of the theater's Rocky Horror Nights, continued to play the film to an empty theater. I watched it alone. I watched it during a snowstorm. I was in a position to keep a flame burning, to keep a torch lit. I'm just a guy holding a torch for the city of Portland, for all the weirdos, for all the people who don't have a safe place to call home. We're home. 
I'm gonna cry. I'm gonna cry. Just this this person pronouns. There are no pronouns for this person. Um, uh, Nathan Williams has been sitting in an empty theater every week screening Rocky Horror by themselves. Every night. Every night. Yes. Um, I am crying. Uh, Lanny, Lonnie Joe Lee, the cinema's owner, has prevented the historic establishment from closing during the pandemic with a combination of donations, loans, and grants. Uh, Lee says continuing the tradition was a symbolic gesture of faith that things would eventually become safe enough for them to continue this tradition. It's just kind of a silly little thing, but it was still a sense of hope. This was this is what normal is. Normal is we play Rocky Horror on a Saturday night, and that's what we're doing. After over a year lost in time, the Clinton Street Theater hosted its first Rocky Horror night in over a year on April 3rd to some insects called the human race. Um, 25% capacity. Uh, they had 50 people in the 250 seat room. Screening started at nine in accordance with an 11 PM curfew. Um, and they did, they did do, uh, safer versions of games for virgins. People who haven't seen the screening before. Um, I'm going to put myself in that category cause I don't remember going, I remember going to a screening, but I don't remember it. You, you didn't, know? you didn't, um, you weren't, you didn't get to participate in the virgin sacrifice. Which is I didn't get to, very I didn't important. Get to, I didn't get to do that. Also, so I will um, say if you're if you're uncomfortable with uh, being in front of people and like doing stuff, you can still go to Rocky Horror. Just tell them that you've been there before. Like yeah. you don't, you do not have to be, participate in the Virgin Sacrifice if you're a virgin if it makes you uncomfortable. Yes, um, and I I didn't. Also, we were late. Um, yeah, but I will now because I. Um, was at a place in my life where I was not, but mm. I am, I'm, I'm now. Um, in order to maintain distance, audience members are not permitted to leave their seats to dance, but they are encouraged to yell profane jokes, throw props and dress up. Um, over the years, a community of theater lovers and LGBTQ plus people have coalesced around the film that welcomes any and all people who feel out of place in mainstream society. Cabaret president Lauren Thompson says it's where all the misfits come to find family. The Rocky Horror Picture Show has enjoyed the longest theatrical run of any movie, which, thanks to committed people like Williams, continues today. Yeah, so that was my article. I love Rocky Horror so much. It's amazing. Um, yeah, um, I I could go on about Rocky Horror for like hours, but I just I saw that this um, they did fifty four weeks of playing the the show to an empty theater before um, they and, opened it up to the public, and now now they're able to as of this past week they are able oh, to wow okay okay so it's like brand new that they're able to have people there yeah at twenty five percent capacity. I gotta say, I, a couple weeks ago, was able, and this was only because I already had come in, can't give it to anyone, um, was able to go to a movie theater. God, I fucking missed it. I miss movie theaters. I cannot wait until we can go to see a movie together. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Um, you have heard the good news about the Meg. Um, <laughs> Again. Dinosaurs. Big dinosaurs. Croissants. Uh, go croissants. Croissants, um, Teme Tokbe Abisoye, go follow her on TikTok and go to her YouTube page. Uh, uh go, We the People. Go donate to We the People. Um, is there something else? Rocky Horror. Rocky Horror. I can't think of anything else. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for listening. I have been Dylan slash Cat. And I have been Sophia. Good night and good news catch you on the flip side wait hang on Mm -hmm. what if people are listening in the morning and i'm just saying it's still good night good night okay good night (laughs) bye bye